Friday. Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I don't have a suit coat on today. I apologize for that. But uh, anyway, so um, listen, I want to, I, I, I got I got somebody pretty special on today. You'll see here in just a minute. This woman was introduced to me by a mutual friend. And I have got to tell you that she's got, she has an amazing story. I mean, absolutely amazing story. And she's going to prove it, <laughs> actually. So I want to welcome my new friend, Kristen Tibbs, to the show. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My honor. Like, you are you're you're pretty amazing what you've what you've done is absolutely amazing and i can't wait for you to share with the rest of the world what you've accomplished it's amazing so we got to give a shout out to natalie though she introduced us natalie phillips yes we love dr natalie don't we uh so much she's amazing she is absolutely amazing so she's going to be here at my house i think here in a few days She's going to come by and, and, and have dinner with us. So that's exciting. Yes. Yeah. So, Kristen, why don't, you, why don't we start with you, this? This show was, you know, I created this show about almost a year ago now. It's just shy of that, 10 or 11 months ago. I've interviewed over 160 celebrities and entrepreneurs. You might be the biggest celebrity I've had on so far. And, <laughs> and, and and I think um, you have an amazing story, and I, I, I want you to start off with it. Look, this is about helping people have a personal breakthrough, a business breakthrough. It's about helping people, and, and I think your story is going to help a lot of people. So let's start with telling everybody where you were born and raised. Um, so I was born and raised in a small little town called Salida, Colorado. Um, about that time, I think the population was about 7,500 people. <laughs> wow. So, small little mountain town. In Colorado. In Colorado. Mm -hmm. the, isn't that the marijuana capital of the world now? <laughs> That's what I guess we're known for. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So, so you were born and raised in, a, what, what, what'd you say, Salida? Salida. Salida. So uh -huh. a little tiny mountain town in, in Colorado. Um, yep. and, and what was it like for you growing up in this little tiny mountain town? Um, you know, at that time in my life, uh, I wasn't taking advantage of what that area had to offer. It's incredible. 14,000 peaks to climb whitewater rafting, I mean, it's definite skiing, tourist place, um, but that wasn't my life at that time, so uh, I was just in a small little town making it through. <laughs> making it through, okay. Yeah. So, so is that, so that's where you went to like grade school and middle school and high school and all of that? Yep, I was born and raised there um, and at 17. Uh, left and um, went on to uh, northern Colorado and pursued what I thought at the time was what I was meant to do, which was doing hair. 
And I did that for 15 years. For how long? 15. 15 years. Yes. Okay. Um, and you said in northern Colorado? Yes. That's it's gorgeous hot. up there, by the way. I've driven through northern Colorado. It was it was majestic. That's the only way I know how to put it. Like it was breathtaking. Yeah. So, so, so here you are in Northern Colorado doing hair. Right. Um, And what, what And you did that for 15 years. That's a long stretch. Did, Did anything interesting happen in those 15 years? Of course. My my transformation happened. <laughs> oh, it did. Yeah. What, from um, what to what? Um, so when I started doing hair, I was young, nineteen, and um, definitely not in the place I'm at now. Uh, I was not at all in good health, both physically or mentally. Um, I love doing hair though, so I definitely always had this passion to make people feel better. Um, and doing hair was such an easy way to, to touch people, you know. Um, you can make them feel better on the outside. You make them feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny about that is I was at a place that I really struggled with myself. I was um, again, not in good health and not comfortable with what I saw in the mirror. And I had to stand in front of a mirror 12 hours a day. I couldn't get away from the truth of what was happening. And I slowly started my journey into health. And yeah, please. Well, <clears throat> one second. So what, what, but like, what was happening? I, I, let's not get into the journey into health yet. Let's get. Let's talk about the journey into not health. Yeah. So basically, um, I was born with celiac disease, but it was not discovered until I was 18 months old. Mm. Um, and so it's ironic, and it's not ironic that I was I was put here with with health issues and it's kind of been this trying to discover my way through through health my whole life um at so from 18 months to nine i was put on a very restricted diet and everything was going well and at nine uh, a doctor told my parents oh she's cured no problem she can eat what she wants and Whoa. You know, at that time, yeah, at that time, I, I don't blame my parents for trusting, trusting the advice of a doctor, you know, um, and from nine years old to 15 was truly where my health declined. Mm. Um, and the connection between what, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and sure. I can dive into that later as, as I discovered, but the connection between my battle with um, obesity and also, you know, anxiety, depression, I, I really believe, and struggling with learning in school, it was all connected to what I was ingesting. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Even the learning part? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, so from, I mean, it's elementary school, this is all from the research and 
what I've experienced through healing myself um, from from nine years old and on, I struggled with um, paying attention in class, uh, you know, um, continuing to struggle with just keeping the information I was being taught. Mm. Uh, I really believe it was linked to just I wasn't supposed to be eating what I was eating. And then having other people see the struggle of of that, I had people speak things over me like you're you're stupid and you know that age is Ugh. so hard, so hard anyways, and it, it just was a big spiral effect into not such a great world. <laughs> so so you, people said nasty things like you're stupid and stuff like that. Yeah, um, so I was tested for dyslexia a couple of times in oh. that period. Just because I, I was struggling. I was struggling. I went from not struggling to struggling. And these were people of authority, teachers, um, that, you know, it probably, A, I wasn't really trying uh, because I also believed it was, that must have been it, you know? Like, I didn't feel good. I didn't understand why I didn't retain the knowledge. I did feel stupid. It all It all played into this story in my head um i also come from a family of, of autoimmune diseases and weight is an issue um so again the story of this is just what i've been given you know so let me let me ask you to um because i'm not sure myself what is celiac disease it's an autoimmune disease where you cannot digest gluten. Oh. Gluten is, yeah. So it's actually very toxic to me. And everybody who has celiac disease, it affects them differently. For me, it is definitely intestinal and also um, mental. There's a lot of science between things that go on in your gut and how they affect that, affect your mood and your brain and um so yeah, celiac was was the catalyst, I think, to a lot of different things. So you said between the age of nine and fifteen is mm -hmm. when your health started to decline. Does that mean like the obesity stuff started? Yeah, um, I definitely struggled with my weight. Okay. Um, and being female in our in our culture yeah. and at that age um i felt like i stood out i sure. um i was very tall for my age in comparison to the kids at that time and i hit puberty young and i had a lot of things that made me stand out a little bit more than i liked yeah um not for positive reasons right. and by 15 you know, my symptoms changed. What were signs when I was little had changed um, during this period of time. And I found myself, again, very, very sick by 15 and um, was told by a holistic doctor, you never outgrew this. You should have never had it. But mm. at, yeah, at 15, do you want to listen? Wow. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> 
I have I have a I have a thirteen year old that doesn't want to listen. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's going to be like at fifteen. So yeah. so so you you um so so at fifteen things are just not good for you emotionally physically you're just and and at seventeen you decide you're going to do hair. Yep. Yeah, that way. In, in northern Colorado, why northern Colorado? Why not just do hair where you are? Well, I wanted to get away from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to leave where you're from. Um, yeah. I was, you know, from 15 to 17, school wasn't my thing. Um, college, I was not college bound. I was determined to go light my world up in a different way and um you know i found from 15 to 18 through through hair school um again because i was struggling with obesity i found myself with diet pills because that's the solution to everything right diet pills oh yeah oh yeah um wow well, yeah, that'll that'll do some some good to the system. So, you know, um, did it work? Did you did it help you lose weight? Um, well, of course, uh, it caused a lot of damage. It caused a lot of damage. Um, and the reason I quit taking diet pills is because I realized my hands shook so bad from doing. You know, like here I'm going into a profession. I'm holding sharp scissors next to somebody's head who wants to trust somebody that's shaking um so i realized well that's not going to (laughs) work yeah wow now how how long did it take before you realized that like uh luckily i was in school oh yeah i quit taking them before i graduated but i mean because i had used them to maintain somewhat of a weight loss, um, I quickly gained weight because I had no knowledge of what I needed to do to maintain my weight without using a substance. Um, And I think that's that's where a lot of people struggle still. Um, But yeah, I, I quickly gained weight. So by the time I started doing hair, I found myself back in that place of bad health, obesity, struggling all over again. But it's, I mean, you know, I mean, we now, America is now the fattest country in the world, right? I mean, so you just kind of fit in when you're, you know, (laughs) like, I'm I'm kidding, but. but. Well, but I, I, what I want to stress too is weight is so personal to each person. Yeah. Like. Whatever makes you feel good is awesome. Um, I just, I completely felt uncomfortable in my skin. I felt, I didn't feel good physically. I didn't feel good mentally. And I was uncomfortable with what I had to look at. So for me, I wanted to um, lose weight. And I just was lost in that world for a little bit. So, um, and I want to interrupt for just a second, and I, you're going to send $10 to everybody that shares, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But hey, if you would share this out, she has an amazing story, 
and and boy you could you could help a lot of people here if you share this out so thank you in advance to anyone who shared um so so Kristen, so here you are um what so when did you actually start cutting hair so you got out of beauty school is that what it's called or cosmetology or cosmetology yeah. we've upgraded yeah right so um <laughs> I never say, hey, I'm going to see my cosmetologist. No. <laughs> like, I'm going to get a haircut. So, so, so you're, how old were you when you graduated and started, started actually cutting hair? I was 18. 18. I, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I was 19 when I actually graduated. Okay. 19 and, years old. You started yep. cutting hair and you said that you were, you were, did you say you were obese or overweight? Because you said obese at some point. Well, I guess for my mind it was it was obese. Okay. Um, it, you know, if you were to get your body fat tested at that point, I was considered obese. Okay. Um, I was overweight. I was really close to two hundred pounds. Um, and for my frame, that's fairly overweight. Well, that's not bad. I mean, you're you're six foot seven, right? That's not that's bad. Right. <laughs> that's right um uh, i always say that i i'm the perfect weight for six foot eight so <laughs> so so here you are um 19 you're and you said it earlier like you 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 didn't feel good about what you saw every day in the mirror and because you're now cutting hair you're in front of a mirror. You can't get away from mirrors. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere all day long. And did you see yep. it? Did you, did you, oh. or yeah, did you ignore I mean, it? Did you like go, uh, well, I'm looking I mean, down, I'm cutting hair. Well, uh, when you're, I mean, when you're working, you're focused on that person. But yeah. I mean, you're staring, the mirror is a tool yeah. that we use and we I stood in full full length mirrors. Um, oh, how do you not catch your reflection? <laughs> um, right. It's a constant. It was a constant reminder. And again, it goes back to how I felt on the inside was just re a reflection of what was happening on the outside to the rest of the world. And that's the thing with weight; like it's personal. So to the rest of the world, they don't perceive. They aren't perceived the way we perceive ourselves, right? Right. Right. Uh, and I, hey, and you and I kind of, we discussed this. I mean, I'm a recovered alcoholic, so I, I understand that, that self-loathing that, that, that causes you to tailspin into an addiction. Like, and, and I don't know if you're, if you were, if you would qualify yourself as addicted to food or whatever, but, um, it certainly wasn't, um, eating celery that, 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 that did that <laughs> right no no and that is a huge piece that um is a part of the story is you you use food food is is created to be addictive um say, you know, that, our, so, oh, whoa, say that again what yeah well again this could this could bring up some some haters i don't know uh, but you know, <laughs> that's a, everybody's, hey, everybody's going like, to have some haters, Kristen. Yeah. They're making a lot of money off of people being addicted to food. Are they? And it, oh yeah. Food is, is engineered to be addicted. Addictive. 
And um, it's, it's a huge problem. And most of the time, people are unaware that that's what is really happening. And that's really where I help people. Okay, so if, if you know, I, I um, and you and I, again, we've had discussions about this. So, so one of the hardest things for, I would say, most people, and me, I, I own a business and I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, thousand different things all the time. So it's just easy to pop by Wendy's or Burger King and grab a, uh, a double whopper with cheese, mayonnaise, mustard, pickle only, um, and 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 you know, and I hate I hate soda, so I don't do soda anymore. I haven't done so. I was an, a diet coke addict, and I uh -huh. quit that stuff. And I drink primarily water and and some some tea now and then. But but you know, you're on the go, like trying to meal prep and meal plan and do all these things, and it's like. Let me just grab a couple sugar cookies and that'll hold me over for a little bit, right? Like, cause I'm right. starving, I'm getting, I'm getting hangry. And yeah. we all see the, we even see the commercials. We the commercials for, what's that candy bar? Snickers. Oh, Joe, you're hangry. You need to have a, what is it? A Snickers or Snickers. something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a health food, isn't it? I mean, eating Snickers. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> no, no, I mean, not so, at all. So, <laughs> yeah, so talk about like that. So here you are, and 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 you're 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 despising what you're seeing in the mirror every day. I'm assuming you work five or six days a week, probably cutting hair. You're showing up, and every day you're literally having to stare at what you're what you just are not feeling good about, and yeah. and so. So, so let's talk about like that, like how did you, uh, I mean, where did it go from there? Like, did you have a moment where you're like cutting somebody's hair and you just start bawling your eyes out because you saw your yeah. reflection for one last time and, oh, no. okay, I'm trying to make a movie out of this, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, to be honest, I think in the back of my mind from the age of 15 to that period, I knew I wasn't dealing with the real issue, which was, you know, I wasn't eating to help my celiac disease. I, everything I was putting in my body was actually poisoning me. Mm. Um, I was in a lot of pain. Didn't feel good. So there is a cycle that happens when when that happens, um, most people are like, oh, well, I'm not working out. That's the problem. Well, it's a small portion, but it's really not. Um, but really, I always knew I had to address it, and I procrastinated, I procrastinated it because I didn't want to. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want that to be my reality. Mm. Um, and it took – I actually ended up breaking my leg. Um, at 22 what? and yeah, yeah, I broke, it was, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I know that sounds a little crazy. Um, but it was that moment in time that I had three months. I have a plate and seven screws in my right ankle now. What? Yeah. Um, 
And it was a moment in time that I had to lay for 12, 12 weeks. Were you reaching for a, were you reaching for a, like a Kit Kat bar and you fell? <laughs> no, kidding. actually I fell down the stairs. I oh. fell down. Yeah. I was wearing socks too big and I slipped on carpet oh and I just God. fell just right. Oh my and, gosh. And all of a sudden, so I had surgery and I had this 12 week recovery in front of me and at that time, I worked in the restaurant business. I was away from hair. That's a completely different story. But um, I couldn't work for 12 weeks. Oh, and my gosh. So I had to hang out with myself and sit in a lot of truth. Um, I've never, ever craved movement like that in my life. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I realized I had been taking full advantage of this gift that we've been given and it's our body mm. that was the turning point for me um we only get one shot in this vehicle that we've been given and i was really determined to figure out what my moving forward was going to be after i could stand on my two feet again but you know you you've mentioned now that you know that it, I mean, you've said celiac disease several times, and 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 my my question because not everybody has celiac disease, no, right? So so what about the people who don't have celiac disease that are that are struggling with their weight? What about that? I mean, right. So through this process, I have learned a lot about. Food that creates inflammation in the body. Okay. And I mean, I had a very high amount of inflammation because everything I was doing was a toxin to my body. So it created a lot of inflammation. So through the process that I put myself through, I realized that most people don't realize what is truly causing a lot of these problems. You know, Again, we've been taught very different things, and all things can work. And there are foods that actually create problems in the body. And over time, if that's a part of your daily consumption, what could be an acute inflammation to chronic, when you have chronic inflammation in the body, you now have an atmosphere for disease obesity, all these autoimmune issues, heart disease, high blood pressure, um, cholesterol problems, and, and it spirals. It spirals from there. So, <clears throat> you're, okay, so give me some examples of everyday foods that people eat every single day, not even unknowingly, because I, I don't think, you know, I don't think most most people are just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go eat Big Macs because I hate myself. I, I don't yeah. think that's the case. I think it's, there's so much advertising, so much crap out there. I don't watch TV or listen to the radio, so I'm really not exposed to it anymore. But like, you know, I, I, I obviously I've seen it. The, all the jingles, hold the pickle, hold the lettuce, right? So all of the, the, the jingles, like, like, right? So, 
what are some examples of foods that people are eating? And I've I've heard this before that like you can eat certain foods that'll cause inflammation. Eventually, they lead to cancer and all kinds of other issues, right? But what are yeah. some what are some of the some give me some everyday examples that that a lot of people consume and don't even realize it's hurting them. Sugar, sugar is the biggest one. All right, hey, not, thanks for being on the show. It's been nice <laughs> seeing you. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. Yeah, most people like want to hang up on me right there. Yeah. Um, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, um, sugars and everything. Uh, Sherry, Sherry Matthews, who I love, you'll, you'll, I got to introduce you to Sherry. She literally just said white cane sugar. Yep, yep, sugar. And it is in everything. Again, going back to the research, the science, the right combination of sugar, salt, and fat in the proper ratio is more addictive than cocaine. Good and it's Lord. Being, it, it's being used specifically so that, again, if you love that Snickers bar, I'm going to get it. <laughs> if, you, if you love whatever that looks like and you're addicted, well, who's making money off of that? Wow. Wow. So, okay, so sugar, and it's in okay. everything, so the solution is just stop eating. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's I'm starting to feel like I can't eat now. Right, it's such a small piece, but that is one example. Um, I mean, you brought up the fast food thing. A lot of people, I get the struggle of convenience. I get it. Like, we are in... A society that it is about convenience. It's we're all busy. We've got crazy lives. And again, um, MSG and sugar. Those just those two. Just just those two things combined affect your insulin levels three times greater than sugar alone. So wow. Again, going back to the science of the body. When you have huge bursts of insulin levels, high spikes in sugar, you actually create inflammation just from that alone. Like, so it's like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of these different things coming together that I think create the big picture problem. So, so the, like, so is the, the solution just do a, a like one of those, three or seven day cleanses and, and no, no. And go back to Snickers afterwards. I think I'm I think not a Snickers fan, by the way. I don't even, yeah, like I'm going to get, I'm, I'm not Kit Kats I, I, now <laughs> is a totally different. I'll, I'll, I'll eat, I'll eat Kit Kats for breakfast. So like, I, I'm kidding. I don't really eat that much, but I, I truly believe what you're saying. I think it's, I, it's true. It's, it's a thousand percent true. And, and I've read a lot about this, probably not quite as much as you have. Um, so, so here, okay, so I want to back up. So you were cutting hair for 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, you got tired of looking at mirrors, so you went to the restaurant business, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, that's a whole different story. Oh. We won't go there. Okay. Okay. So you ended up in the restaurant business and, and, and ended up breaking your leg, falling down a set of stairs. Lucky for you, that's all you broke. That, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah. so you broke your leg, you were, you were incapacitated for three months. And you said you spent a lot of time sitting in truth. Yep. yep and, I had... and what happened? Um, I kind of planned out what my going forward, moving forward was going to look like and went back to my truth. I had celiac disease. I wasn't addressing that issue. Uh, again, didn't feel great about myself at all. And I had never craved movement like that in my life. So I decided I was going to address my celiac disease and start eating for my health. I was at that crossroads mm. where, again, going back to my family history, um, there's a lot of weight issues in my family. Sure. And I, for a while, told myself, this is just what I have to live with. This is, this is my story. I have this and I have, you know, the family genetics and this is just going to be my story. And there was a piece of me that just, I refused to believe it. I didn't want that to be my story and I was going to find a way out of it. So you had, you had, you had a, um, a an epiphany moment, a wake up, uh, and, and you made the decision at that point, no more. Yes, because I had a history behind me of losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, never understanding why, and I knew it wasn't normal. I knew that wasn't normal, um, and I wanted to lose weight and be done and move on with my life. I wanted to enjoy my life, and at that point, I didn't. So, yeah, it was the draw line in the sand. No more. I have to do this for my health and my life, and it became bigger than just what was in the mirror. But did did, did you find yourself? You know, I, I can I can remember when I was in the throes of of being a practicing alcoholic. I didn't. I I, I like denial is very very powerful. It is, oh, and yeah. people would be like, denial's not a river in Egypt. And I was like, whatever, why don't you go jump in denial? Like, yeah. you know, like, leave me alone. I'm fine, you know. And people would say, dude, you have, you need to learn how to control your drinking, <laughs> right? Like, like, but, like, I was like, you need to learn how to control your mouth and shut up, you know. Like, leave me the <laughs> hell alone. Right, right? yeah. So, but, like, like, when, when, like, how did you... I mean, you were all alone. You said you were alone. You sat for 12 weeks in, in your own truth. Did, nobody yeah. said, hey, you're fat. Do something about it, right? Nobody said that. Well, I said it to myself. No, that I'm talking true. about external parties. Nobody outside no. was saying no. do something. So, no. so you just had that moment where you were like, I, 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 I can't live like this anymore. Well, and again, going back to... It took me having a broken leg and not even having the ability to walk, you know, 
what is normal for all of us that we don't even think about. We get out of bed, our feet hit the floor, and we go. We don't even think about. Um, I had 12 months to think about what a gift that was, mm. and I was taking advantage of it. Wow. Wow. So what happened after you, after you, you, uh, you became mended, your leg became better, what happened? And, and, and by the way, do you have a before picture, just the before picture? Um, I have the one with the before and after. Why don't you zoom in, zoom in, just zoom in on the, on the before. Hold it up to the camera. Hold on, let me, let me go full screen here. Let's see. Yeah, there, there, everybody can see that. I don't know if you can see it clearly. I can't tell. Nah, I, yeah, I, I, well, I get the gist of it for sure. Yeah, it's it's on my page. I have it in my on my photos on my page. But yeah, um, again, I was the scale was at one ninety seven. Oh my I, gosh! And how tall yeah, are you? I'm five seven. And you were one ninety seven. Yeah, and and Goodness. when I say that, there are a lot of people that are like. Well, I'm a lot heavier, whatever. We all have, again, it comes back to that personal, it's a personal preference and where you feel comfortable in your skin. And that was my tipping point. That was, I couldn't go any further. Wow. I mean, it's, okay, so, and and again, you've brought up celiac disease. You said, I'm going to address my celiac disease. But there, there are plenty of people that are way overweight that don't have celiac disease. Right. You don't need to have celiac disease to be overweight. overweight. Right. So you had a moment where you're like, I can't be overweight like this anymore. I I, I just, I don't feel good about myself. I hate life, whatever. I can relate. When I quit drinking, I was like, I didn't want to live anymore. And I didn't want to die. And I didn't know what to do. And it was like, right. I had to surrender, right? Yeah. So so yeah. you got to that point. You got to that point where you were like, this enough's enough. Yes. Yeah. And what I did guess. you do? Tell me what you did. Um, I started with what was obvious. I had to remove all gluten from my diet and gluten and everything as well as sugar. Um, so I started there. And in the first month, I lost 20 pounds. Just from removing gluten. What? It's just inflammation. My body was so inflamed. My body was so inflamed that within a month, I was dumbfounded that I, A, I had dropped that much weight so fast, and B, I just felt better. I felt like somebody, you know, poked it poked a pin in the balloon and let some air out. I mean, like, (laughs) are you serious? Yeah. When you feel uncomfortable to lose a little bit of weight, you feel, you feel comfortable again, you know, just to let the tension off of that. Um, and, and that is truly where it began for me. I started researching what food really does. And, so I went through a period of time. I was getting my health back. My confidence was coming back. And this is where I think I light up a lot of different things for people is 
what we use food for is not always to fuel our body. Again, going back to, it's formulated to be addictive. It does make you, I mean, sugar is one of the biggest things that releases immediate endorphins. Um, and we've been taught if you feel sad, if you're angry, if you're um, unhappy, if you're happy, you should celebrate with food or or comfort yourself with food. So through this process of really getting healthy, I realized there were some things that I was using food for to cover up. Mm. And that is truly where I used food to shine a light on areas in my life that needed addressing. Wow. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Um, You don't have to get real personal, but just... Yeah. Um, I had some childhood traumas that happened, Mm. and I think from that, not only was food toxic, the food I was ingesting, ingesting for me was toxic, but... It was also, I was using it for comfort, um, and weight also was safe. Being overweight was safe. Um, how? I, how, how's that, how is that safe? Well, for me at the time, uh, you, you definitely get less attention mm. than you're, you know, I, I didn't want to be seen. And being overweight helped me not be seen. Mm. Um, and that's sounds really bad, but that was my experience. That was my personal experience. Sure. I'm not saying that is for everybody, but for me, I used it as it was safe. It felt comfortable. Even though I didn't like it, it was comfortable. So as I started to lose weight and really started to be uncomfortable in being seen, it made me realize why. So I had to go address certain things in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was standing again, found myself standing at a place where I had gotten my health, gotten my confidence, was feeling good in my skin, and this kind of surfaced. And I realized if I didn't go address it, I was going to go back to what felt comfortable and safe. And I was afraid of doing that too. So I had to go face some music and, and work with somebody to, to kind of move forward from that. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, it was it, it's same exact stuff with with me. I'm I mean same things with the alcoholism. So addiction of of any sort typically is going to go back to something that you have to deal with internally. Right. 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 So mm-hmm. so so you you started dealing with these um, these. Uh, I'll just call them what they are, mental health issues, because that comes, That I'm not saying like you needed to be locked up in a padded room, mental health, I'm talking about just some demons you got to deal with, right? Yep. So you started dealing with those and, and, and what, so, so talk more about it. Did you see the scale start coming down? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was definitely, I found found myself and by this point I was about 25 mm. so a couple wow. years couple years in um, and I had added exercise which really helped as well like I had turned this corner where health was 
health and fitness started to become more of a part of my life than what I had done in the past, which was nothing. Um, so yeah, (laughs) so, um, that is truly where, where things changed for me. And then, you know, through that time, life happens to all of us and then swung a different set of circumstances in my life. And, um, I found myself uh, a single mom and having to face, face some more truth. Mm. Um, and again, coming back to health, um, I had found myself, you know, it's stressful to go through a divorce. It's stressful to be a single mom. That stuff had manifested in me in, um, a place where it swung the opposite way, where I felt like I needed to be a certain size to be accepted and loved. Mm. And it was of unhealth. So I found myself not nourishing my body at all. Um, yeah. So I've been from very, very heavy to scary underweight. So so you, you went from one extreme to another to, to anorexia or whatever I wouldn't go that far I knew enough I knew enough and this is where when you know enough yeah. uh, you can manipulate the body to do certain things wow. that doesn't mean that you can do it in a good way I wasn't using it in a good way I was using it to a just survive um, and really because I hadn't addressed the inside again uh, that was just a tool I was using to like hold control in my life, you know. Um, so, but because of this, I have been able to see different things in people that I have, I've been able to understand the perspectives of where they sit. Sure. So, so, um, <clears throat> during all of this, after the broken leg and the spiritual awakening and the, the epiphanies and the divorce and what were you doing? Were you working? Were you back to cut yeah. hair? Were you in the restaurant business still? Did you, had, were you, were you doing roofing? <laughs> right. <laughs> I had, go, I had gone back to doing hair right after I had uh, recovered from breaking my leg. Oh, okay. So at this point I was back at, um, back at, doing hair and I loved it. I absolutely right, loved you're it. Like, Dang, look at the mirror now, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well I really I hair is definitely a piece of me that I love and I still do. Um I absolutely love working with people and making them feel better. Um and that that came from, you know, those twelve weeks laying in bed going, What am I doing with my life? I hated working in the restaurant industry. Um I was talented at hair and I decided that was where I needed to go back to. So, yeah. Wow. So now you're back to do, you were back, you went back to doing hair. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's so, I don't even know. I've lost like kind of track of the timeline (laughs) here, but you went to the restaurant business, then you went back to doing hair. But so, so, and I, I cannot even believe we've been on here for 48 minutes already. That's insane. 
know. Wow, that went fast. But okay, so so you eventually got down to a very you got to a very healthy place. Yes, I am back to a very healthy place. And the truth the truth is both sides from from bringing myself from overweight to healthy and then from malnourished to healthy the same stuff it's the same thing um and it it comes back to the science of what the body needs everybody is different um and and if you understand what your body needs you can free yourself from this dieting perspective that we've been taught you know I'm going to go on this diet or this cleanse or this, and you do it for whatever, three days, seven days, 12, 12 days, you know, 21 days, but they're, they're all out there. Different products. When you don't understand what you need truly, you're always going to be on the hamster wheel. Well, I'll do this for 30 days. And then what? Then what? You go back to doing what you did before. And it's this vicious cycle. I help people break free. From this cycle. Wow. Yeah. So what about the the? Uh, I mean, you know, there's there's things that are that are promoted as, hey, this is you got to drink this shake and you eat these things. It's a lifestyle change. It's not a you know. It's and 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 as long as you continue drinking these shakes and doing this and this, then you're gonna. And 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 again. I've done those things, and, yeah. and unfortunately, I have like I have diverticulitis, so I'm, I'm some things just don't work for me like at all, right. and and I don't understand the science behind it, but apparently you do. <laughs> it sounds like, and yeah. and so talk a little bit about so at some point didn't you didn't you tell me that you became a certified something? I'm I'm, cer I'm certified in fitness nutrition. And so what that means is I, I have studied what body types actually need for activity level and filling your calories based off of those things. Okay. Um, and then there's my health and holistic perspective of what those calories should come from to support the body at a very healthy, holistic state. Okay. So, so... There may be people that watch this and go, well, look at how beautiful she is. She's just lucky. She's one of those lucky girls that, 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 you know, and, and, you know, like, what about those people? What about the ones that are stuck and they don't know how to get unstuck? They're, they're paralyzed by whatever it is. And, and, yeah. you know. You know what it is. I know what it is. But what do you yeah. say to them um, if, if I mean, if you're going to help them have a breakthrough? What do you, Because, look, if you're addicted to sugar, which I, I think I probably am to some degree, you know, like, dude, I, I don't want to give up my Oreos. <laughs> right, right. Well, um, I take a very, I mean, there are a ton of health coaches and nutrition plans and perspective through throughout so this is just my own and what i i take people back to the basics i put them on a program that feeds them at what they need and not always what they want 
and walk them through a stage and building them back up to what they want. Um, so my approach is a little different. By going that route, you expose the things that really need to be addressed because if you can expose that and address that, chances are that is why there are addictions to food mm. or just bad habits. Just bad habits. You know, we have to break them all. Um, it's, it's emotional stuff. It's habit stuff. It's lack of knowledge. Um, it's all these different things that come together that once you understand, you might make a different choice. So, so, and, and I, I believe that, you know, uh, I think, I don't know what the number one cause of, excuse me, of death is in, in the United States anymore, but I think it has something to do with heart disease and, and, and that can almost always be correlated in some way to, to food choices, being overweight, whatever. Um, and I know that sugar, like, uh, like a lot of sugar also can set off cancer, cancer, whatever. I, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. All yeah. This, and I know that, I, that, I don't want to scare anybody. Yeah, right. Oh. Right. But, you, you, but I, I'm, I think though that, that it's something again, it, it's like, I've seen so many people not be able to quit drinking. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've seen it many, many times. And, and I always think why, but then I think back to, you know, well, I, I was given a gift maybe, I don't know, but like that moment for you, when you like said, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I just can't, was it, was there crying involved or we, did you just get, yeah, Sherry Matthews, who is a, a cancer survivor. She's an amazing woman. She just said cancer needs sugar to survive. So it does. And and a lot of what they do now, I mean, depending on your doctor, again, I've done a lot of research of if somebody's diagnosed with cancer, just stick them on the ketosis diet, which I hate even saying that that diet and that term because I think again, most people do use that incorrectly and cause other problems, but um, again, it comes back to lack of knowledge, but with the ketosis diet, I'll say that roughly, it controls your blood sugar levels. Uh, Insulin, you're not eating any sugar. So yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of information out there. Um, and, and a lot of things work. It really just depends on what, what, why you want to either lose weight or get healthy. Like, what's your purpose and what are you trying to find? Well, and Sherry Matthews just said, scare people with the sugar and cancer correlation because it will save lives. People yeah. need to know. Like, they don't know. It's true. It's true. And again, going back to acute inflammation. So if you are of health, you're of health, and you have a piece of candy, it could cause a little burst of inflammation. It's acute. But if your caloric consumption is filled with a bunch of refined sugar, you're now moving into chronic inflammation because your intestines, your gut, your body cannot heal from that. And that's where obesity, disease, heart attacks, like 
the list is long when you go there. So weight is a side effect to what is so much bigger than just losing weight. People come to me to lose weight and they a bigger picture through the process. Hang on, I think we had a little hiccup in the internet there. Pete, you said people come to you to lose weight and what? People come to me to lose weight, but what I reveal through the process, it's a lot bigger. It's, it's all these little things yeah. that equate to the big equation. Um, and again, uh, there are quick fixes. If that's, if that's what you're after, that's what you're going to get. And then after, you might be on the same hamster wheel. It's really about what, what do you want. Yeah. If, if, um, if, you know, uh, if, if somebody called you and they were just like, life was falling apart, they were, you know, overweight, they were, you know, I, I mean, there's a movie on, um, Netflix called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, or Almost Dead, or something, I don't know if you've seen that, the, the guy that does the juicer thing, and, okay. you know, and I have, I have these, I have a juicer, it, it's, it, I, I think, I, I don't know if it still works, but we have one, um, <laughs> you know, because it's like, I'm going to start juicing, and, you know, so, yeah. so, like, what are a couple of things that you would say to somebody um, if they just said, I, I just, I can't afford to hire you, I can't, you know, what would you say to somebody that wants to make a change, but possibly can't afford to hire somebody like you? Um, a, you need to eliminate as much refined sugar and refined carbohydrates from your diet. I'm not talking about, I'm not saying go low carb. I'm not saying that, you know, you hear the low carb diet, like, no, 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 no. You need real food and you really need to understand that refined sugar, refined carbohydrates all produce the same things in the body. Eat your vegetables. Yeah. And, and drink water. Get away from sodas. I mean, again, sugar, even diet, like, get away from that stuff. Um, give your body what it needs. But diet, diet soda is okay, right? It, it, it's good for you. They took all the okay. sugar out. Yeah, they replaced it with aspartame. Oh. <laughs> is that bad? Uh, yeah, aspartame turns to formaldehyde, I believe, at 86 degrees. So what your internal body temperature is definitely higher than that. Gee, many Christmas. Wow. So, okay. I, I, I think, you know, I, I cannot even believe we've been on here an hour. That's insane. That's crazy. Like, isn't it? Yes. It doesn't it seem, does it, did it go fast? It did. What the heck? So <clears throat> there, I, I mean, I could ask you questions all day long because I, I love what you're doing and you're really, you really are making a positive impact in the world. And I know you've, you've got an even bigger impact to make a, a, a huge one. So number one, how can everybody follow you? Where can they find you? Where would you like them to, 
um, follow you. Somebody just said, stop. Sherry Matthew said, living food for a living body. And Sandy McNichol said, stock up on pomegranate. Yes. Well, and also the book that changed my life was It Starts With Food. You need to read that book. That, if you're at the place where you're like, I don't know where to turn, you need to read that book. It will shine a light on a lot of things. It Starts With Food. Yep. That okay. book saved my life. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sherry, Sherry said, clean your toilet. <laughs> clean your toilet with Coke and you will see with your own eyes why you should yep. never drink a Coke. Yeah. What about Dr. Pepper though? That's probably okay, no. right? No. no, none of it. Get oh. rid of it. She, she says, Kristen, you are amazing. You are. Thank you're you. amazing. Thank I, you. I, I, you're so, I said it like the other day, I'm like, you're so happy and glowing and just, you know, have you always been like this? Nope. Nope. You go back and look at those photos. I'm telling you, um, I, I came from a, I, I come from a history of anxiety and depression. And when I started doing this, it changed everything. Medication wasn't the route I wanted to go. I tried it. It wasn't for me. Um, the side effects to those kinds of drugs were harder for me than just being depressed. Um, yeah. So through this process, fitness is a huge part of my life. And what I put in my body, I make a lot of non-negotiables. And I don't suffer with those things. So, wow. Wow. You're incredible. You're, you're freaking awesome. So how can everybody follow you? Um, you can find me on my personal page, Kristen Tibbs. Um, Kristen. Or... Well, Kristen Hookie Tibbs. Yeah, H-O-C-K-E Tibbs, T-I-B-B-S. Um, and I am just going to publish my uh, business page today, uh, which is Faithful Habits. Yes. Yeah. Or um, at Faithful Habits, I believe is how you can search me. That's so awesome. Everybody, please go follow Kristen. If you're not following her, shame on you. No, you're you're amazing, and and you know, like hopefully you get like six or seven hundred friend requests today, um, and and you know everybody make sure you're following Kristen. At least go follow her, and and she's gonna have her business page up today, and um, and we're we're in in the private private Facebook group that I created. We're working on some other social media stuff too, so. Um, yeah. I, I'm so I'm I'm honored to know you, call you a friend. I'm I'm proud of you, and I didn't even know you before, but I know I know what the journey is like. I've I've you know I I fought alcoholism for many 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 years until I finally surrendered, right? Yeah. And I quit fighting yeah. it. I just surrendered, right? Well, that's that's the piece. You got to surrender to the the process and the journey and. The outcome is always better than what you think it'll be. Yes. Yes. So, listen, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. And and I know your husband's lurking about in the background somewhere. So thank him for, for allowing, allowing us to steal you away for a little bit. 
and and everybody go follow Kristen on Facebook and are, are you on Instagram as well? I am Coach Kristen Tips. I think I have to talk. I, <laughs> how bad is that? Oh my gosh! I said that. I got her check. That's she, horrible. She said, I think Coach Kristen Tibbs. Yeah, that is. <laughs> is that it? Good. That's and it. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-N. So yes. um and T-I-B-B-S. Yes. Okay. And if you don't know how to spell coach, then <laughs> so anyway, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on here. And thank, thank you, you to everyone who shared this, everybody who's been on here. You all are amazing. Kristen, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Good. I'm, I'm glad. We're going we're gonna to do a, another. We'll do a second interview down the road sometime. You rock. Okay? All right. Thank you. All right. We'll see everybody later. Have a great day. Bye.